1: I remember just playing music and I'll just be in my socks and I'll just start sessioning or dancing or choreographing or whatever and because in my mentality especially through choreography I love choreographing I love creating and composing movement to music and finding the relationship between like the actual song and building you know what I mean I love that and I just remember thinking like this is a space in which I can build the way I want to, and no one can take it away from me. That's yes. great, that's And that that's was great. the only thing I had because I just felt like I had lost everything else.
2: Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo.
3: Hello, I'm Man. what's up?
2: And today we have a very special guest. You may or may not know him, if you, depending on if you watch other people's videos on other channels, or his own stuff, or if you're a dancer, or many other reasons why you might know him, but Anthony Lee is in the house.
1: I'm waving right now hi you
2: are our first guest in a very long time long define time. a long time we got locked oh. down so we used to have a studio oh. yeah. in los angeles and then during lockdown um they closed it so we had to shoot from home and when we shot from home it was like peak covid so like
1: so i'm your first guest in like two years mm-hmm. in
2: like a year and a half
1: mm-hmm. dang yeah easily yeah yeah, yeah. so
2: no pressure but just be like really just good because guess. Yeah, like, all I had so to do is
1: come all the way to another state to join this podcast. No big deal. We don't. No we
2: make it really easy for people yeah. to be guests on the show. All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so I read, ha- no pressure. Here we go.
2: How are you feeling? How are you? How are you? Happy New Year.
1: Oh my God! Happy Happy New Year! And thank you for hosting me. You do. We're spent, so happy to have you. I spend New Year's here. I uh, you know. Turning into 2022, we came out here to celebrate me and Nina's anniversary, and also obviously do some JK work. Yeah,
2: congrats on your yeah. engagement, by the way. Your fiance.
1: Thank you thank you, my fiance um and uh you know being able to come here and just finally stay at your guys's new house congratulations oh, Thanks, thank you I don't know what information everybody you're knows our first know.
2: guest well we yeah we did they know yeah, okay they we, know. D- we moved we're in vegas now. Moved, oh and in this vegas. is but the new set new set 100%, 100%. although may, they may have been an episode before that you saw it in, yeah
1: so. and i did help carry these couches up here and i just want that to live forever somewhere it <laughs> will they will
2: yeah. let it be known on the record officially that he helped build the a set. professional
1: dancer helped us move you were also the
2: sisters. first guest to use the guest room
1: and we fornicated all over the place I hope you did. that a boy we support it yes these are great human beings i keep on pointing <laughs> as if like people are watching me but no it we was are. really cool thank you for the hospitality congratulations again i think it's so fucking cool that you guys finally made the move i know you know steve's been talking about it for a long time years for mm-hmm. years now, you know, uh, and uh, he, you know, because of you guys as well, I was also flirting with the idea in my mind and moving. But, you know, okay. apparently I have fiduciary duties to my own company and brand and partners.
2: We were at one point just flirting and we had responsibilities to things in Los Angeles. and We're like, well, you know, it's, we can't yet. And then eventually you know hey, there,
3: you know i'm you not, t- count keep it you not keep counting it out tiptoeing. you keep rendezvousing that's good though not, yeah. counting, out yeah, is good. not yeah. counting out is good because we never count. i mean i was pushing for it the whole time for years but
1: yeah it just all lined up at the right time the
2: timing has to be right yeah. for you to feel confident in like this is the right decision
1: yeah also just being at a point in your life where your own personal decisions affect other people
2: right you know yes. what i mean so
1: it's kind of like just trying to balance out like right and wrong but also like this subjective concept of like what you need for yourself and mm-hmm. for your future in your life and stuff. So um, but I think that's also like what builds character, right? You know what I mean? Being able to like weigh out things and compromise your lifestyle in order to like do right by other people and blah and blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah assess
2: so where you are on the spectrum of do you give too much of yourself or are yeah. you not setting boundaries enough? Or do you not are you too selfish? Or are you giving too little? Maybe go a little the other way. It's a fine yeah. balance that they they don't teach you. That's some shit. They don't tell that's
1: you. Right. Shit. Wow, good, good. I love the this. Plug. By the way, I love this whole. Uh, uh, who did this? Oh, thank you. I drew it. You, drew you know so that fun. art.
2: By the way, if you're not watching the YouTube video, it is our podcast art that's on the, on all this, the platforms. But it was just supposed to be a concept drawing, so that like an actual graphic designer could come oh, in and, like, in. and yeah. like do it <laughs> even better. Yeah, and then like they they the people that we had on the team like weren't skilled in that area. They were like more of like vector drawing. People. Hey, you
1: seem like a very do it yourself type of person. anyway. 100%. She'll She'll d- d- she definitely uh, did this room, yeah. dude. Yeah, I get it. When she de- decorated for New Year's and all the wow. glitz and glams were out and stuff on the windiest <laughs> night in Vegas in ten years or something. Yeah, was That was super. It was windy. crazy. That was really cool. We took photos. The photo booth that she set up mm-hmm. helped us take on the photos on these couches. Yeah. On these couches, took the photo with us, with me and me and Nina have a New Year's photo with Nikki. Oh hell it. yeah, it's gonna be great. Um,
2: Memories. We have him forever.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, back to back to the idea of Vegas congratulating you on it and never ruling out the option of eventually inching towards the idea. Uh, it's funny. We came out here to try and, quote, unquote, lure Steve to come back and be part of the <laughs> JK show. And yet I feel like 90% of the time we're actually just convincing like me, Ryan, and Nick 100%. to move out here.
3: 100%. I mean, dude, I, Ryan's basically sold. He wants to move real bad. So you think so? I do think so. I heard him today.
4: Whoa. Okay,
2: that's our cat. Okay, that's a cat. Hi. Well, there's really another guest. He was kind of jealous. He wasn't the first guest. Also on, was, was
1: capable like... of closing the door and now has no exit. And he locked way. it. He's he totally it. just <laughs> locked it's himself in. It's Sorry, good. you're stuck here. Doesn't know what to do. Um, so,
3: dude, you got started... I mean, you got started all over the place, really, because you're, you're a dancer, obviously. That's how you that's how you came up. But you're also, like, something a little less known about you is that you're a business owner as well. I think a lot of people correlate, like, the dance crew scene as just, like, you guys just show up, and then you do a dance, and then you leave. But, like, this is, like, a very involved thing that, that I wasn't even really aware of until I got to know I you. I love bro. it. That was such a great description <laughs> of Dancing's it.
2: Dancing's, like, a really involved thing.
3: Yeah. Hey, dude, I'm just... I'm talking as a layman, when I watched, like, dance stuff, like, growing up and, like, even, like, seeing some YouTube dance stuff, I had no idea what went into it. Or, like, the fact that you guys built a brand off of it and
1: you have all these different companies associated with it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I didn't even start dancing until college. So, it was always just a fun thing. I, I wanted to do some Michael Jackson stuff, you know. But in high school, I even wanted to dance. But literally, like, um, there was a dance production team at high school. It was all chicks. My sister introduced me to it. There was one dude on the team. He was clearly
4: you know, okay.
1: you know not not quite out the closet yet. Yep. And this was in the in the nineties, right? in, in early two thousands. So like the acceptance and the understanding of what that was, especially at a naive and ignorant young age, like it was like not For okay guidance. to be gay. Right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So so it was kinda like, dude, actually, yeah, I'm not gonna dance. And so you put off oh, natural interests because of, like, really, really stupid social stigmas. And yeah. insecurities. Yeah and, yeah, and total insecurities, yeah. right? Uh, and then suddenly I go to college and I'm seeing, like, all these dudes dancing with chicks. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're dancing, but you, you're cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why I started. And then so even graduating college, I was a film major. Dance was not supposed to be a thing. So even thinking about dance as like something to to make my career didn't enter my mind space until I had like picked up a sales job and then I I went into a tech company job where I was customer tech support for an internet telephony company and and then from there I got recruited to go be a sales and marketing director at a fashion brand and clothing and then when I got laid off there for you know uh, uncontrollable reasons but still amicable then I finally was like fuck I'm Back home uh, with nothing to show for my life I'm older now graduated college still in debt and I have no idea what to do and I don't want to fucking put stuff on my resume just trying to apply for jobs on monster.com what was your major I was a film major Okay, yeah. wow. you- I
2: love that story so then what cuz I feel like a lot of people out there feel like they went out there they try they did the traditional thing they got the job they did this stuff and then they're back to square one they're feeling like a failure to know that you took that and then turned it around to pursue like what you're really passionate about is exactly what I feel like we encourage people to do. Yeah, is like that. That's your opportunity. Like some I, people see I think it that's as like
1: expressed a... so beautifully in hindsight. In hindsight, in, in yes. the moment, it's never that glorious, right? We
2: actually did an episode on survivorship bias too. By the way, people like, are, oh, you can say that now because it worked out for you. But like, I just strongly believe in pursuing it when it's when the timing is totally, there totally. and having
1: no regrets i think i think timing is um both such a bitch <laughs> and also everything timing is so important right like uh, it's like you know from a from a very cheesy romantic side it's like meeting the person that's like meant for you but like not at the right time Ugh. things not worry, blah yeah. blah right yep. like at that time when i was um you know moving back home after getting like laid off that was also the time that i had uh Me and my girlfriend of, like, four and a half years, who I totally thought was, like, the one. We also, like, broke up. Mm. Also, you know, all good. And I I still, like, care and love her uh, to this day in in great ways. Um, But she, uh, like, I I felt so defeated. You know, going back home and, like, not having money in the bank and, like, not having a job at your parents' house and heartbroken. It was, like, it was 2011. (laughs) Lowest moment of my entire life, pretty much. Um, And uh, I remember needing to pick myself up, pick the pieces back up, and like I said, like applying for jobs. And it was just so, I don't know, I just felt so embarrassed and humiliated and, t- and, and nobody judged me but myself, right? Just trying to put together a resume, like I said, and apply for jobs. And I even remember going to a few interviews and one, one of those basic ass interviews, probably from some shit tech job or something like that, dude's like, um, so why do you want to work here? And I had no, I didn't have the heart to lie because in my mind, all I was thinking was like, I don't
4: yeah were,
1: you know what I mean yeah. and obviously you're supposed to just bullshit your way through whatever and just try and get the job and have opportunities and options and then make a decision but I literally sat there and I like probably blank stared for like 15 seconds <laughs> uh, I don't know man <laughs>
4: Whoa.
1: you know and I was just like dude I'm sorry dude and I bounced and then I was I was so Lost, you know what I mean? It's just so lost. And so what I would do when I was lost, and uh, and I had nobody else around me, you know, is I would escape through dance, oh. and I would start just playing like the music. Fucking Joker movie, yeah, in Kinda, a cyber you know way, like, yeah, yeah. like kind the
2: kind of, Joker movie. Yeah, that's
3: exactly like the Joker movie. That's exactly no. what he did. Well, but he escaped like in the kind of a crazy, well, but he's
2: psychotic. But he escaped but in a yes. healthy way. Yeah, but, Joker movie. Is Joker like, was... A, that was like a tick.
1: No, he was. Da- he was, it's it, was same a, it was like a
2: dance tick.
1: You know I what mean, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he's also a super villain and stuff like that. But yeah, other than that <laughs> part, yeah. it was exactly like the Joker movie. Um, I, I remember just playing music and I'll just be in my socks and I'll just start sessioning or dancing or choreographing or whatever. And because in my mentality, especially through choreography, I love choreographing. I love creating and composing movement to music and finding the relationship between like the actual song and building. You know what I mean? So artistic. I love that. And I just remember thinking, like, this is a space in which I can build the way I want to, and no one can take it away from me. That's yes. great. And that's that was great. the only thing I had because I just felt like I had lost everything else.
2: You articulated that so well. I, I like that's exactly. Oh, that's such the meat and potatoes of everything. I think is that life is about that people overlook that you're trained not to, to go towards. Yeah, you're yeah. trained to find the safety and security. You're trained to like not do the things that fill you with joy because it's not stable or whatever. Right. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's just so great.
1: And and there was just irony in that because uh, I had no money, right? But I, I started creating and having all these choreography routines,
2: mm.
1: right? And so I started just cold calling my old buddies from the dance world, you know, people who had like run studios or like hosted workshops and stuff. Asking them if they knew anybody who was looking for like a teacher or anybody who wanted me to come out there and train. I would do the whole thing where like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll come out and train one time for free. Just to let people know what's up. I remember getting a um, like 20 bucks for a workshop and being like, yo, this I fucking made some money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then somebody yeah. offered me a, a, a weekly class for 20 bucks a, a, a week. And I remember thinking at the end of the month, 80 bucks, that's a phone bill. Right. right like, yeah. Right. I'm this is huge. It'll it'll let me fucking still text people while I'm fucking trying to find a job. Yeah, not thinking this was the way.
2: Right, right. You're just like this is a cool little side hustle yeah. that I enjoy doing, and it's like some extra cash.
1: And and then one thing leads to another. My escapism turns into my only sustenance, uh, and I'm not. I'm still not even thinking about career. I just start picking up momentum. To a point where it almost like builds confidence because you just go. You don't think about like, I need to hit this goal and I need to do this. You're literally just like, I'm, I'm surviving. And I just want to do the one thing that makes me feel good. Cause everything else feels like shit. Yeah. Next thing you know, yeah. Next thing you know, I, I you know, I, I'm, Surviving off of it in a way that like people start realizing, you know, they they recognize what I'm doing people see I'm still in the dance scene, you know I was dancing in college a lot, but like once I graduated, you know, I wasn't really focusing on it now They see me dancing again videos are starting to come out and blah 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 to promote stuff and then $20 turns into $25 classes $25 turns into a $30, you know thing or a $100 workshop one time And and suddenly I'm like yo, I can buy food. I don't have to just live off my mom's food all the time or yeah. bum cash for gas. Like,
2: It reminds me of, uh, do you ever play that game Guitar Hero?
1: Absolutely. Okay,
2: you know, like you start out and you're playing like the junky backyard shows and then you're oh, like, right. I, you're just stoked to be playing. You're like, they let us play for free. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the next one you move up and it's like, oh shit, I got paid like 20 bucks to do this show. And then
3: You look like such a guitar hero girl. She is. She'll tears it up. Oh, I
2: love guitar hero. But <laughs> well, she, she'll play it anywhere high too. High
3: she'll play it like where it looks like there's live cultures all over the fucking guitar. She's, <laughs> she's she'll, like be, I
2: haven't played it a long time. She
3: plays sick licks on that
1: thing.
2: I used to play genius level though. See? Good, For real. I'm like really right? good at guitar hero. At guitar. I can't play guitar, but <laughs> really good at well, guitar. What's like the
1: best video game that you're like the best at?
2: the best video game i mean she's
1: what, what she's, are you like she's the a mario, best car, at? mario party god yeah yeah
2: I have to say, mario party. she's
3: a god at mario party it's yeah. it's a it's upsetting and, and it, it enrages me. it
2: is upsetting because it's like mostly luck but yeah. i just am really good Somehow at it she, like it i just goes am always way.
1: first wow
2: and i get like pretty mad if i end up in second
1: i get pretty mad at that game in general because i don't think i ever win <laughs> yeah well same yeah, it's
2: not you're not because mid- i have to
1: play with her usually exactly so it's completely
2: sucks for me
3: well there it is yeah uh Real quick, so do you do that still now? Like, if you're like stressed or whatever, do you do the you're like the dance alone,
1: or or is that or not now part that you're
2: a professional dancer, you like do something else? Is to that escape? like working?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and fast forward to like the um, the real shit, man. It's I can't wait for the day that I don't have to rely on dance to make money.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, I can't
1: wait. So, like, uh, in short answer, um, I think I'm always twitching. I think I'm yeah, always moving. I've seen that. Yeah, um, but yeah. I'm not dancing with the type of childlike wonder and, and just pure innocence that I once did. Mm-hmm. Did the grind take that away? Um, I don't think it's like fully away. I think uh, it's just a, a treat when it shows up okay. X amount of times a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That one random night where it just felt good to just like, you find yourself at a club that you didn't want to be at or something like that because of some other like per- person's birthday then the music just happens to be hitting because the DJ's cool and playing like a certain type of thing. Or it's like, you know, and then next thing you know, you're just vibing. You're vibing. And, then, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I danced.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like,
1: I, what are you talking about? You dance every day. It's like, no, I move every day. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like to dance. Like to like, really yeah. get to dance. And especially nowadays, too, because um, there's no like live performances Mm -hmm. you know as much or or anything like that or even like teaching classes consistently like there's that pocket in between class when you're like teach the combo and then halfway through you got a demo to the music and even though you're like as an educator you're like it's not about the demo right now but it's fucking about the demo you know what i mean you're like performing that choreography so that people can understand what you just taught them so that they can replicate it cool you know and and just having those moments like there's so few and far between now so i feel like i do a lot of the work, artists, choreography submissions and campaigns and stuff or like social media content for the camera. Mm -hmm. But until you're there and you have the nerves where like thousands of people are about to watch you do what you do, like, you know that's that's what turned it on and in, in, in the best parts of it and i'm not saying that's over the pandemic definitely did a number mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like not having that it, yeah the grind it's what feels like a grind now yeah. it's almost like you're always rehearsing for shows that never happen Got you're a it.
2: performer you see i think we all can relate to this part because i did stand up steve did improv yeah. it was always for audiences and uh, and then dancing um we all do digital now. So it's like, you still do comedy here and there. We still like, we moved into sketch comedy on YouTube and then it, you know, kept going. There was, you're still doing comedy. Yeah. But it's just not the same. It's not like, you're performing for people live. You're feeling that energy there. You're like reciprocating energy. It's such a different vibe. And those
3: people like, whatever is going on in their lives, right? They left their job, they went home, they got ready. They wanted to have a nice night out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's on you. It's on you to make that sure that that happens, right? Or if, and if you feel like it didn't happen, you're disappointed for them, right? You know, so it's just such a, there's such an interaction yeah. and, a, and a, d- a deep level of respect that i always had
1: for audiences. That, um, yeah, it doesn't come through the same way on the internet. Like, totally. Yeah, totally. not not the same way anyway. Not a complaint because, you know, it's a worldwide thing. Everybody had to experience what they experienced, you know, and, and some people got hit harder than others. But definitely as a performer mm-hmm. that doesn't have to perform or have performances anymore, it's kind of like uh, – it's it's not quite the same, and and you know it's not like you make those decisions consciously. It's not like you know you're you're like I've, I came into stand up comedy and I love this the way it is, and then one day you're like I'm gonna choose to do this to like sell out mm. and yeah. commercial. There's it, it's just an organic adoption of like new technology, new social like you know the way that people digest media even yeah. like, and, and you just kind of like swim and you find success by just being able to pivot and adapt but yeah of course naturally you know years later you you, you may be standing on on the mountain you've created but you look back and you're like whoa how, how did i even get here yeah mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing it's just kind of like life is what it is you no know? dude
3: i always think about that like if if i had to get if i could if i had to get back to where i'm at right now do i know how i would even do it again like it's just so much.
2: No, it was that so happened. many little things that pivoted, yes. pivoted, 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 and yeah, uh, it wasn't a conscious choice. No. I, I love it. I'm very grateful, but I also yeah, it's not. This was not the plan. The, it was not, yeah. the plan. This yeah.
3: was not the plan, yeah. This was not the plan for any of us, right? I don't
1: know anybody
3: who just nailed the plan either. Not
1: one person. Totally. No. It's just... The, the... Except for those really, really docile Asian kids who have to do things a certain way because their parents tell them to do it so they totally replicate <laughs> the exact trajectory. <laughs> it's like, you're going to be a dentist, you're going to have fear. a kid by this age, and you're going to be disappointed all the time when yeah. I see you. Love it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you're always going to be looking at my glorious moments and being like, holding your baby and just being like, no, dude, it sounds fine. <laughs>
2: see, uh, I... Steve has a family member, I'm not going to say who, but Steve has a family member who I feel like did everything by the freaking book. Yes. And this person has the exact life that they planned out from the beginning. That's true. But every time I see them they're tired and sad. Very true. They they're not I don't see very many very much joy. Yeah, nobody in what wants doing.
1: to stick to the plan. It's like fucking Going to watch the magic show and then finding out the answer right away. Yeah. It's like, that's not I of you, that, though. I, I, you I love, love it that. I in love the that. moment and then you never get to enjoy the magic ever again. It's that's like true. Knowing, Relatively true. It's like
2: knowing the punchline to every joke before they tell the yeah, joke. Yeah,
3: that, that does suck. It's
2: boring. It's like everyone thinks they want certainty, but the uncertainty is what makes things exciting.
3: That's true. I have to say though, I was on stage for a David Copperfield magic trick one time and it was the one that he actually ended up getting sued for later. What? Yeah, he, he actually got sued pretty big time. Where
2: he made the audience disappear. Yeah, he
3: made the audience disappear. This is like a big thing that he did at the end of every show. And I, I, I got called up on stage. And my girlfriend at the time got, got was like one of the audience members who disappeared. And so as soon as the show is over, like the, the the audience is on stage with us, right? I'm sitting on stage. I see the audience, right? I see my girlfriend. Then all of a sudden, they put the, the curtain up. Then the audience disappears. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. So then then all of a sudden I look in the back of the um, theater and there's the audience with the spotlight on them. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Well, I, so I, so as soon as, you know, she gets out, I'm like, how the fuck did they do this trick? I'm like, you, she's like, David Copperfield told me I can't say anything. and I'm like, you fucking tell me. I this trick. <laughs> you
4: surrender. Yeah,
3: she's like, David Copperfield said not to say shit. So I'm not telling you shit. And David Copperfield not to say shit. I'm like, you fucking tell me this trick, bitch.
2: <laughs> she didn't tell you.
3: No, no, no! She did, but she was like milking it. She was really enjoying it because, because oh, okay. like me and her family, I
2: love when Steve really wants to know something. Oh, god. oh yeah, my I god, lo- I lose love it, it so much. You just you hold it from him as long as possible. It's so Dude, fucking fun. Me
3: and her old man were fucking going in ham. We're like, you fucking us this fucking trick, <laughs> uh, and she had like a signed David Copperfield like headshot, and he was like, "Hello, I'm David. Please don't share my trick with anyone. Okay, thank oh, you." And yeah, but you know what they did was they had a fucking jetway. Like come out like, you know, the jetways like at the airport, they're like accordions. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so they just had a jetway like extend out. They ran the audience through it and that's what, and they just ran them through the back. That they already had a like a entire hallway that goes underneath the entire amphitheater. And so, yeah. So I want to know what the fuck the trick is. But he got sued for that later on, which so I felt even more part of the trick.
2: Well, what, what, did, he yeah, what did he get sued for? So
3: they were ru- the audience member running through the jetway. And like they said that they were like hurried very quickly and then they tripped and hurt, got hurt. Yeah. And then they sued David Copperfield. And dude, if you look at the courtroom photos of David Copperfield, he looks like this is all beneath him. He's like, I refuse to be here. He's like, they're giving what? away my trick. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Why didn't he make the lawsuit disappear?
3: he he made the statue of liberty disappear couldn't make the lawsuit disappear hey nice
2: you know what I'm saying the statue
3: of liberty ran through the fucking jetway too (laughs) right under the audience Damn. anyway so I like to know the trick long story short I like to know the trick very much and it drives me fucking nuts but I do love the wonder the the wonder is what intrigues me right but then I want to know what the fuck the answer is well I
2: also think that okay so it's two parts it's one like knowing that you like the wonder and then also capitalizing on the opportunity to pursue it you know a lot of people I think don't realize when when they're really just not into it anymore. You know, like when they, they're they sticking to their plan, they're sticking to their plan, I have to be successful, and they they don't even know why they want to continue doing it. They don't even stop to question, like, do I even like this? If I was completely successful at this thing, would I be happy?
3: That's one of the, my favorite things to see on Reddit and places, too, and like Quora. People are like, I am successful. I have my the life that I always wanted. Why am I not happy? Yeah, but like it's, it's exactly what you're it's talking that. about. It's
4: just it's, it's, it's too sticking planned out, to too a, a
2: pre planned thing without the feeling involved. I feel like some, there's the two extremes that are are both that both need to be checked. One is when you're too feelings based and you just go on a whim everywhere, and there's no logic involved. And then one where you're like too like Rigid, rigid on like, it has to be this way because this is what I planned when I was eight years old. And it's just has to be that. And then you get there and you're like, fuck, I hate this, (laughs) but I can't admit that I hate it because now I'm successful.
3: And that's one of the one I want to ask you about that. I find so intriguing about your life, right? You took something that you love that you use as escapism. You turn it into a business for yourself. You've you've become wealthy from that. How does how does one leading to the other maybe take some of the life out of the first part of it? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Mm. Or does it? Um, well, if I were to try and semi-visualize it through words, um, I think we've always used the term the um, half-step, right? It's not like you fully step into something else. You almost, like, find the next available half-step to the thing that you are there in so that you always kind of have one foot in, one foot out. So taken to my particular um, circumstance, like dance. Dance is, like, such a great half-step connection to so many other things of, like, similar interests, like you can't have dance without music. So you could take a half step into the music industry and figure out stuff because you're already familiar. Or dance, dancers are always like uh, very like fashionable or ahead of the curve or pay attention to those things or create trends. So like getting into like the fashion industry or creating a clothing company was also like kind of right there, okay. you know what I mean? One thing would help the other. Um, quite frankly, or like obviously we built like a dance studio, we built like a dance competition, you know, all that stuff makes sense. But the only thing that was really like almost a damn near full step out was the fucking noodles. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, but even then, that was still to us so organic to who we are, what we do, what we eat all the time. Um, plus, just like the way we Asianified it all and then used our IP to do what we did with it. Like, if you're newer to Anthony, he has a, a, a successful noodle business called Ginger Bang Noodles. Ginger Bang Noodles. Get it on Amazon. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, technically in the US only. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, so like, trying to recognize that dance wasn't the thing Mm -hmm. for me. It was rather the vehicle that I could use to take myself to any place that I may have wanted to go. And I think it was more about not following your passion. My boy, Mike always says it's not like passions are fleeting, but following your curiosities will usually Mm -hmm. lead you somewhere that you want to go. I love love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think recognizing that we were very, we were very passionate about dance and are in certain ways still, but like, transforming that into a vehicle allowed us to like almost almost step outside and see where we wanted to go versus being so caught up in it and doing things the way or the right way you know what i mean um i I think that keeps certain like artists almost like stuck in their thing yeah Mm -hmm. but for us like even the business was fun of it understanding how far it could go or seeing like what the you know if somebody hadn't been there before it's like can we get there like that joy and yeah. that of ambition. Pushing was like, your limits. Yeah, like that was like really what it was, it's always been about. That you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I see YouTube like that too. You know, like uh, YouTube. Being a YouTuber wasn't a thing when we started on YouTube. Totally, like that, no people were not making tons of money. Like everyone doing it was doing it because they just like they liked it. Wanted to they they liked it or there was for me. I got involved because I needed a a reel an acting reel for my agent, and they like I joined a group that had really good production quality, and I was like I could use clips from this for my reel, and just kind of evolved from there. But it was like the vehicle where where it led me to so many different opportunities and and I've gotten to work with so many cool companies and just all kinds of stuff that I I wouldn't have gotten to do if I just stuck with acting. But that being said, I've seen YouTubers that just YouTube that are just YouTubers and they get stuck in it where like they have a format that did, did really well and it's doing really well and they no longer like it like, it's yeah. not interesting it to seems them anymore. to exactly almost everybody. To a lot of or, successful or even YouTubers. Or like,
1: YouTube changes.
2: Yeah, yeah. or YouTube you know changes. I mean? and the algorithm. changes And you're change. just, like,
1: stuck in the same way that you were doing stuff, but stuff changes around you, and you're, like, trying to play by the old rules, and, like, new rules are, are being, like, written yeah. every day, you know?
2: totally. New attention spans are being formed by new That's generations. Huge. You know what's
1: crazy? Like, um, dance got fucked really, really digitally popularized during the pandemic via like TikTok. You see how TikTok blew up? True, Because everyone was stuck at home. That's all you could do. Just get on social media, right? And if you wanted to interact with people, you started like copying or or, like doing challenges and, and just doing what other people were doing. So we like really quickly went from this age where like, especially in our dance scene, it's like to innovate was the thing. And now we're suddenly in a space where to imitate is yes. the thing. Yeah. Yes. It really is. And, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't hate it. It's just genuinely different from what I grew up, like learning, understanding, developing, even teaching and preaching. And so to like exist in that space today, you kind of have to like re-find your, yourself in it. You know what I mean? It, it takes like a, a huge kind of half a cup of humility and half a cup of, like, reality. Like, Mm -hmm. is this even where I want to be? Right. Am I, like, trying to make content in the same way that, like, all these 13-year-olds are doing it just so I can stay in the game because that's what I thought I was supposed to do as a dance content creator? Yes. The humility part's key, too, because I remember when I first started doing YouTube stuff, I came
3: in from the comedy scene, like, the improv comedy scene, and all those guys were hating on YouTube hard back then, hardcore mm-hmm. hating on it. N- then they all end up b- trying to beg me for jobs later. You know what I'm saying? Like th- th- it's that thing where e- this new thing comes out, and you're convinced that you're better than that thing, and so you don't participate in it, and then you're too late for it, right? Totally, so, totally. so yeah, because I was at the time, I was like, well, yeah, I know a lot of the content does suck ass for sure, agreed, yeah. but like you know, I don't see why I can't make something on there too. Like the, instead of just looking at it. You know, going, well, the content of their success, if I make videos, therefore, I am associated with all of that. It's like, yeah, whatever, dude.
1: Have, having an open mind and then just, like, diving head first into things and not being insecure about what that will say or do to you mm-hmm. is huge and necessary in today's world. Doing the uncomfortable thing, that's what I like to call it. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, it's more uncomfortable than it was, like you know a generation ago because everybody who does anything is seen and documented and recorded forever now it is yeah. what it is right you could tweet about something in a certain way in 2003 and then you're gonna get canceled for it you know in 2048 because you got popular enough for somebody to go back to 2003 look through your shit <laughs> yep. Yep. yep and that's just how it is so of course there's the the un- the discomfort is different there's I more stakes I, yeah i want to give it to our forefathers but you know maybe they had to like ray pillage and plunge and stuff like that in order to like create their opportunity but for us it's like we have to be okay with every mistake that we make Mm -hmm. but the thing is everyone's in the same boat so like diving head first is the only way to like accept just the the fast fast-pacing world that we live in if you want to find success
2: so true we're gonna go on a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk about some new passions that you have gotten into lately or curiosities nice. more curiosities um uh, but buy whatever we tell you to buy
3: please buy it buy it we need it buy all of it
2: we need in order to have more guests you just got to do that
3: we better hear the word sold or download out download
2: it <laughs> yeah
3: all right sold out
0: <laughs> oh
4: thank uh, you well, Oh, wow, wish, heard that wish granted
0: wow
3: Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut.
2: Back to our podcast. Jenny Back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. And back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven.
3: Cute. Thank you for supporting the <laughs> show.
2: And we're back. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. We are still telling you some shit that they don't tell you. We still have our guest Anthony Lee with us. He did not leave us during the break. Thank you so much You're for welcome. staying, for sticking around. Um, getting into some of your new curiosities, this is kind of how you two began talking a lot, right? You kind of connected over this and hit it off with uh cryptocurrency and we're not going to go super in depth on the technical stuff. I, I don't think we'll, we'll touch on some, some, yeah. some layman's terms that, that people can understand. I'll yes. ask, I'll be the voice of people that don't get crypto cause yes, please. Th- that uh, role comes natural for, <laughs> for me. Um, but the, if you do want more information on cryptocurrency, if any of this like gels with you, uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I, uh, Steve does a crypto live stream at least once a week. It's like a three hour live stream called Crypto Corner, and he answers everybody's questions in depth. No matter yeah. what tier you are you are at on dude, the Patreon, yeah, it's, come on it doesn't through. matter. Uh, we love
3: to have you. No question is too stupid there either. I know people always say, oh, this is a stupid noob question. I'm like, dude, this is not stupid. I was a noob too, and I had people on Reddit and all these various places help me when I first was getting into this space. So, good Lord. And, and also, he's
1: made people millionaires. Well,
3: it feels good, man. feels good. I'm, I'm happy everyone's killing it. Really, really, really. That's the best part of it. Nikki knows.
2: Yeah, the coins you pick outperform the market all the time when everyone's like freaking out about the market. And I, I just hear tidbits here and there, but people will be like, "Oh my god, crypto's," you know, taking a dive. And then I go to you, and you're like, "No, my coins are still pumping."
3: Well, we've been beating the market pretty good. We've, yeah, we've pretty good. It's been fun.
2: So I'm gonna let you take kind of take it away, Steve. Well, yeah. Um, so,
3: so you you actually had a great. I mean, the, the way you introduced that's perfect because yeah, me and this dude have gotten very close over. Um, we both have a, a, a shared uh, curiosity to use your term, um, about crypto and just the, the, I mean, what got you interested in it?
1: Oh, man. Um, so in 2017 is when I first got into crypto, uh, which also means in 2018 is the first time I ever experienced the bear market and I got fucked. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, right before that, I, you know, as a new, business entrepreneur, blah, 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 right? I don't even want to use that fucking term until I actually really prove myself to my own degree. But um, on shit they don't tell you, there's so much business 101 you learn when you just try stuff and make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest, most simple, simple mistake that I I guarantee so many people go through the first time uh, is how to handle your taxes. Uh, and I remember the year just prior, I believe, maybe 2016, um, I think I'm doing the best I've ever done. I am doing the best I've ever done. Financially, opportunity, uh, social media, blah, blah, growth in here, partnerships, networking, yada, 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 right? Um, and then I am a majority co-owner with you know my partner, Mike Song, on Kinjas, and taxes come around. And suddenly I, I remember I, I owed like maybe like thirty five thousand dollars or something like that. Been there. Personally, yeah. right? And this is my first time owing that much. Right?
2: Did you have a a biz like a S Corp or did, were you independent contractor, like ten
1: ninety nine? I was I was uh uh, as a co-owner we were filing for our LLC and then we oh, had to LLC. adjust to change it over to an S corp afterwards so mm-hmm. that we can hopefully pay our taxes more so in employee format blah 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 yeah. again you don't learn yeah. until you get wrecked mm-hmm. like that's yeah, not sure. you know what I mean Yeah, You're like not, I, sh- I should not hire anywhere. someone
2: that knows what they're doing with I'm the trying taxes. to think
1: about any moment in my yeah. entire education all the way through college where somebody sat me down to learn basic shit nope. like taxes from like a real world standpoint exactly not the concept of economy in like Saudi Arabia or some shit, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Or right. current history? Like I'm talking about like taxes. Like how do I estate. do my taxes? How do you buy a stock? <laughs> right. like, you know what I mean? Right. Like,
2: exactly. That's why we started this podcast because it's like why don't they don't teach you shit that it's actually useful? Yeah. I mean, they, and the math is useful well, and like basic design. It's in a lot of useful. ways. I
1: but mean, by yeah, design. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, hey, hello, the debt economy that we have. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I remember getting just again my personality type, I got so upset with just like the world you know what I mean more myself but definitely just like everything because I thought that I was doing the best I would ever done and yet suddenly I'm tapping into my savings account and taking everything and now I'm poorer than I was the year before mm. right right and I was like I don't know how to like how do you do this how do you beat this? Or or if anything I understand why my parents never got farther than this one moment. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, they they ran a dry cleaner successfully for over 20 years and and it went exactly where it started.
2: <laughs> have you ever read Rich Dad Poor Dad or heard I have, of, of it? Okay. I,
1: but you know what when you read it at, at, at in your early 20s, you don't actually get it. Oh you you can digest yeah. like the words and the understand the meaning but you, unless you and, like, live experience those experiences it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have the wisdom the actual fruit from that totally. knowledge i agree with that you know what i mean you you just get like you fluffed get the context concept. Yeah. yeah exactly so so i think getting wrecked from that made me try to seek out a number of other things to cuz i i was like i can't win this war of life you know, just doing this one battle, I need to figure out like eighteen other variables that will allow me to, to figure out how I can become successful.
2: Like create passive income and, exactly. okay, and all all kinds of things that, like, okay, even though I have to pay thirty five thousand here. I save over here, 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 here. Yeah. So I'm gaining. And you know, line. my
1: first thing I, I decided to do is, of all the things, my first thing I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to stream and pirate movies like never before." Really? <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. You know, the world is whack. Everybody takes from everybody. <laughs> Fuck everybody in the industry. I'm just gonna fucking take where I You're can. Like I've been remember, taken from. I'm gonna yeah, get my. I just, I'm just remember take being strange first. Move. I know, that is I don't so know. Funny. I don't know. I, I, obviously now, straight up, I pay for every streaming service there is available, <laughs> so, and it's totally insane. trying to rectify my. Yeah. My Hey, but we cut the
3: cord right now. We're paying two hundred sixty dollars
1: a month. For yeah, all the bullshit. No streaming will just to
2: pay for each individual channel. It's great. Yeah,
1: but but then enter Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. And and Bitcoin was fucking this. Oh, my God, if I even I can't even believe I was trying to like preach about certain things because I just even though I didn't understand it, I believed in something about it. Kind of a little a lot of it was maybe like middle figure. It's a man. Right, it starts there. It started there with the Satoshi white paper. That's there, damn yeah, true. yeah, yeah. I think it's just it's, a, the f- genesis it, of it is that f you to the man and, mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out something that's like not you know the bank's not in control of and whatnot, IRS and taxes. That's all honestly where it came from. But then you know tr- believing in something that you don't understand and trying to tell your like buddies about it or your partners or everything like that, and you just realize that you, you sound like a, I don't know. I started sounding like a, a high school kid who's trying to convert. Uh, somebody to Christianity yeah. just mm-hmm. because their pastor said that everybody's going to go to hell if they're not Christian. Yeah. I get it, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nobody it, gets
3: that like I do. Trust me. Yeah, so it's it, perfect. Perfect way of putting it.
1: So, so it's kind of like that's that's how I got into it, and then getting wrecked in 2018 by the crypto winter and not really understanding stuff, you know. But having I had put so much into it again and then just got destroyed. So I kind of got destroyed by taxes in the real world. <laughs> yeah. Then I like I was like, oh, I believe in Bitcoin and all this stuff, and then I got destroyed in the crypto winter that I never saw before. And then from there just being like, all right, I really need to just hold you know, just bite my lip and just kinda of carry on. I told everybody that Bitcoin was a three, four, five year thing anyway, even mm-hmm. though even though I feel like I lost everything right now. But I'm gonna believe in it and I'm gonna carry on. And then years later, the same time that it starts to you know, the Bitcoin having happens and then the bull run starts again, everything starts to pump, things start start going great, is enter Steve Green.
4: Mm. Right? So
1: like I think Remember how I said earlier, timing yeah. is everything. Timing is also a bitch, but it's it's also everything. And I feel like there's no there's nothing that I could have done in my own personal control that would have led me to the destiny in which those things would happen all at the same time. Because I didn't just meet Steve because we were fucking into crypto and went on you know yeah. Reddit and tried to find friends in the classified <laughs> section. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also at a time where because the pandemic happens. Mm-hmm. I lose a bunch of all my dance gigs and jobs Ugh. and works and traveling and teaching and studios closing and everything that I'm finally like, you know, I used to go on JK News as a guest and I would always like travel and stuff. So I would be inconsistent with my schedule. And anytime I had a pocket of time, I'd come back and I'd, I'd message like Tiff or Julia or whoever's like, you know, in charge of hosting and be like, I'm, I'm in town. I, I can get on an episode. And So I was, I was a guest for years, mm. literally since the genesis of news but ironically still never meeting steve yeah, yeah i think
2: i worked with you way before on oh, jk party. We party yeah yeah, yeah. i right?
1: hadn't met you yet yeah. yeah not at all yeah not once and then suddenly uh i'm in a position where i'm fucking stuck at home so i can do jk all the time and that's where you are and then suddenly because i'm at home all the time i can become a regular and then suddenly now we're co-hosts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. true uh, you know and life just kind of pushed us like uh, again i'm i'm not in control You're right. yeah. You're right. moving train but it all happened at the same time, and, and I like to listen to the signs,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know? So when when Steve, you know, I don't know what it was. It was just fucking beautiful magic and charisma, which is obviously, you know, snagged you up. trapped me. But <laughs> there, was, there was just something about the conviction in his fucking voice. The very first time we started talking about crypto, I obviously was, you know, in it before, from 2017 2018, and yeah. I was just like, i'm gonna hit you up
2: i will say he's a fucking idiot when it comes to a lot of things thank like you. going to the store and getting milk i'm like how many times do i have to say unsweetened almond milk it's this it's times. this brand he'll but he'll get sweetened vanilla he'll get uh <laughs> this, he'll isn't get old, coconut. this isn't an old this isn't an old bit i just did this just, last week it, no matter i did this
3: on monday you the did mailbox? this two days ago yeah the mailbox today, i was like you. i need
2: coffee creamer oat milk coffee creamer he gets oat milk yeah. How I sent a picture. Yeah. I sent like, there's nothing else I can do anyway. Because while picture. he's in the
1: aisle, he's looking at his block full, That's yeah. that, <laughs> right I was,
2: And he's like, you didn't send it. I'm like, yes, I did. Check your phone. That's he's fine. like, I didn't get a-. I'm like, She's give right. me your phone. And I confiscated it. And I was like, I sent a picture. <laughs> anyway, when he knows something, though, he really knows it. Like, he just really knows, like, two things he really really knows <laughs> crypto
3: <laughs> i can't argue with her
4: she's right
2: he like really really knows cult statistics like the football team the cults he can quote you games and statistics he really knows cults and he really knows crypto and anything else i wouldn't bet on it i no. wouldn't i just I wouldn't, wouldn't place a bet I don't bet on it don't wager no if you asked him to do something in the morning, don't bet that it's done by no. the evening. It just don't don't bet it's done in two days. Just don't bet on any of that. But those two things. <laughs> thank you. He is a genius at them.
3: Well, that she doesn't use that word all the time. So thank you very much.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, what a way to get there. Um, but no, <laughs> it's no. Look, I mean, obviously, I, I've been in the space since 2013. That was my second crypto bear, like like winter, that. That I went through. So and I learned a fuck ton because I got wrecked as well. But it it's almost like because I got wrecked, I got I, I say all the time I got a seven figure education in crypto. And I really did. And so that's that's I just you know, I look for edges in the market. That's all I do. I just try to find little things that people aren't paying attention to. And it's funny too, because I I just been doing it this way. And then um Nikki got me into like Warren Buffett and stuff cuz she's like super big on stocks and options trading and stuff and stuff. And we were doing one one of these one-day um these like sessions that we did uh-huh. for like a year. Yeah. We and, took
2: a, a advanced course. course yeah, and, and I
3: heard war- I heard like the instructor talk about how Warren Buffett does this thing called like value investing where he finds companies that are super un- undervalued. Mhm but they have like if you pop the hood you're like oh my god this company has a lot of value people just aren't recognizing it they're not like they're not paying the right price for it i'm going to buy it because i found this edge and i'm going to wait until everyone agrees mm-hmm. and then he becomes right and that's all i'm doing
2: well also your crypto. edge is he'll tell you to only stick it to your cir- circle of competence yes so you have you're very competent in this area yes and so for you you're able to spot these uh when something is undervalued which is a skill a lot of the, a lot of people like like me for example i have no competence in crypto i could not spot a scam coin from a, a good thing i just be like oh i guess bitcoin is good you know yeah sure so yeah a uh, circle of competence to having knowing that what you're competent in and what you're not competent in and and really like having that knowledge is also a huge edge but um what's hard about the crypto market that's different from the stock market is Warren Buffett and all other value investors will look at companies that have been around for at least 10 years publicly traded and have like a, a track record. They have a pattern. They have market history. And, and so they're they evaluating off of like 10 years worth of, of information. With yours, uh, with crypto... You don't have as much information because it's so new. Yeah. So you really have to be competent in that area.
3: You, Yeah, you definitely, I mean, dude, you don't, I don't know everything. I don't uh, want to know everything. I've, I think to, to what you guys have both been saying this whole time, I get off on the curiosity of this yes. stuff. I fucking love it. Can't wait to find out what's next.
2: It turns you on.
3: I, it Got does. Spark. I can't wait to read what's going to happen tomorrow. I, it's like an unfolding drama every day that I get to participate in. And so, yeah, it has all my interests, right? Like, it really does. Um, but getting back to what we were talking about, like how, how we bonded over this stuff, I have had so many people come through JK, sit in, the, in your same chair, say that they want to get into crypto, say they're going to hit me up, get my number, never hear one thing, right? But you attack me that night. You're like, hey, what are you doing? Like, hey. Is this awkward? I'm actually hitting you up. Is this okay? And I'm like, yeah, dude. No, yeah, let's, let's fucking go. And then he's like, hey, you want to, you want to get on Zoom? Like, let's go. And then yeah, just like from that on. And I'm not kidding. I think I talk to Anthony more than I talk to fucking anybody other than my wife. That's true. Like I, I talk to you like every day.
2: Whenever I hear Anthony. him talking on the phone, I'm, am like, it's either Anthony or Kenny, your brother.
1: Yeah, Kenny. Yeah. And
2: and but you talk differently to both of them. So, like, you're a little bit more He talks older. with love
1: to his brother? No. <laughs> he definitely talks it's, to... Sh- it's, like. No,
2: it's more sibling type of... I don't know. They got, like, inside... We have, we've talk- inside
0: jargon.
3: She's talking yeah, about the yeah, way yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, wam. Like for language example, some, he,
2: yeah, exactly. It's like meme language. Like he calls women whamans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if if he calls my women brother, whamans. My does that. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. you just kinda of mirror and match Kenny's yeah. verbiage. Yeah. yeah. And so I know he's talking to Kenny if he starts talking meme language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's the only that's the only clue because it's only you two on the phone. That's the only those are the only two people.
3: Yeah, mostly it's on Zoom. We we we, or whatever. we text, Zoom. but yeah, Zoom is, is yeah. our shit. But yeah, no, it's fun, and uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been very informative for me too, because as you got in the space, and as you ask me questions, I'm like, you know, I didn't, I never, I never thought of it like that. Like you know, like it's just it's it's very beneficial for me too to have somebody like you, because I really, I see the market through different set of eyes than than I've had, and even my my little group that I'm in.
2: Yeah, things get more ingrained when you're teaching too. Like
3: yeah, once you, you learn something, do. when you
2: go turn around and teach it. It gets way more ingrained, and yeah. the people that you're teaching can have fresh eyes that, like, you haven't seen it because you're so, been so close to it.
3: But he didn't know nothing about crypto, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like he, I entered his life, and all of a sudden, well, I'm talking about
2: I, crypto corner and yeah, stuff yeah, too, yeah, but, no. yeah. But yeah, but just
3: saying, it's it's it was it was good for me because I don't I didn't have anybody uh, in real life that knew crypto like deeper, mm. and so I think just you know, once you once I like gave you uh, like Luna right, like you started to re- do your own research on it, and you started to come spit back at me, and I'm like, oh, he's re- he actually reads this shit. This is great. <laughs> like this is like it's it's awesome. It just it changes the game for for you because and it it yeah. helps you it helps you go deeper too. Totally, and, yeah. and then,
1: like like that Warren Buffett thing too, right? Like they get to see case studies for decades at a time, so that they can pull information from something that like is. is way less risky and there's patterns, there's cycles, there's blah, blah, blah. We've seen this before. blah. Crypto is not like that Mm -hmm. at all. Everything is either like a brand new concept or like you said, like a shit coin or something, you know, scams that you literally are almost walking on a minefield. (laughs) To but at the same time, glory is really right around the corner. Anywhere mm-hmm. you you actually dive in, fortune favors the bold, as Matt Damon says in absolutely. all the commercials now. Or, or I like crypto. this account. year, or this past year, scared money don't make money was a, was a very popular and fun one for me. Yep,
2: that's a um, poker term too. Is it? Yeah. Well,
1: it's a gambling term. It's a gambling, I get it. it's a gambling <laughs> term. I get. It. But but um, being able to have somebody to talk about and bounce bounce like these concepts of finance in ways that have been unprecedented is. F- very very necessary because nobody's really done this before mm. no one is a master of this stuff no you know everybody's writing stuff and and some people get lucky some people are skillful some people think they're skillful i don't know there's there's a million people out there and, and with reasons why things work or why they make decisions that they make but at the end of the day you don't know what you're doing ever mm-hmm. and you don't you're not in control steve always says he's not smarter than the market anything can happen at any time You just got to believe in stuff and have the conviction from such a foundational level Mm -hmm. that your decisions are unwavering, regardless of like the emotional element that everybody else is processing around you, especially on social media. Wouldn't
2: you say that's kind of a life lesson, too, though? Like nothing in life is guaranteed. It's all really a gamble. Even people that are like, well, I went to college. I took the safe route. It's not a guarantee. You don't. There's no job not guarantee all, out there. Yeah. You don't get pensions anymore. There's just like literally no guarantees in life at all. So all you can do is take your best educated guess. You know, do as much research as you can, and you know, kind of like look at other people that are doing the thing you want to do and jump,
1: jump. Th- that I think that's the craziest thing. If uh, rel- relative to crypto, when you talk about money especially people's money.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: When you talk about like the fucking, you know, national debt and everybody gets to complain about the same shit. You The second you talk about money that's like theirs, everything becomes taboo. Yes. Right. And ironically, maybe it's because I wasn't close to Steve at all. That it was so easy. I was fucking zooming on, showing him, I was logging in, <laughs> showing every transaction. He was looking at the bank account. I had no pride because it, it's like getting into an elevator with somebody that you don't know yeah. versus trying to, like, tell a secret to somebody that you do know. Yeah, that you know you're, like, worried saying? about their judgments because exactly. so know yeah. So I think, again, is everything. I, I'm so I, – I called him my crypto sensei, crypto Steve over here, and and I was literally so comfortable just being, like, um, having that humility to just be like, teach me. You know what I mean? Like, let me be your student. I, I know what I know, but at the same time, like, I, I want to learn some more and I want to just make some good moves. But it's like – that taboo element when you're talking about people's money that's also like the hardest part because this is such a huge back to that religion <laughs> analogy it's it's almost like oh my god i really believe in the righteousness of this but it's so important the timing mm-hmm. cuz i also believe in timing mm-hmm. that like getting people to understand so that your your loved ones can make the right decisions during like a major change in the human ecosystem of finance it's just it's overwhelming, you know yeah. what I mean? So uh, right now I think uh, guys like me and Steve, we got good tunnel vision, keeping our eyes focused. Zoomed out at the same time. Yeah, in, in order to like get the job done, because we know that there's no better case study or evidence than to go to those loved ones and be like, boom, how do you like them apples? Damn yeah. right. That's another Matt
2: <laughs> you know I mean? Damon reference. It's straight up, yeah, it's Matt I Damon. I really loving fucking, Matt Damon today. Dude, that
1: on the fucking wall. <laughs> how do you like them apples? <laughs> I got a number. You know what I mean. Feels good. Cause that's the only way. That's yeah. the only way your loved ones are gonna actually be like, ah, oh, I trust you now. It shakes right. them loose,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they just think you're some crazy cultist. They're like, dude, you're a dancer.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: dude, I'm a fucking you know YouTube comedian. It's like, holy, it, you know, it's just holy shit.
2: Whenever something involves money, whether it's investing or poker, even or I mean, all kinds of different stocks or real estate or whatever, but if it involves your money it really will bring to the surface your relationship with money and how you've always dealt with money in the past. And for the for better or for worse, you know, if uh, you always had a lack of money growing up, you might be very fearful of losing any money that you've managed to get. Even if it doesn't make sense to keep it in a savings account where you're losing 4% a year on inflation on average over the entirety of it 6. being in... 2 now this year but like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. on average at least four percent you're losing money's just dwindling even knowing that people have that have that grew up with a lack of money have a scarcity mindset about money and you really have to work on breaking that if you if you are to make moves and and feel confident in what you're doing um and then there's all kinds of different relationships. some people are really uh reckless with money because they maybe had a lot of it or maybe they saw what money could do to people and they don't don't value it the same no yeah so i always i heard this one piece of advice and i can't remember from who i wish i could it was
1: probably from me go ahead it was probably from anthony Anthony
2: but to treat money like you're courting it like you're going on a date like how would you treat Mm. it like you would treat it with respect you would put it in your wallet you would uh put it into things that will give you returns you know that will be fruitful you wouldn't Spend it on junk or throw it away in the garbage. You would like you treat it properly and you treat it well. And I feel like
1: not everybody wants to answer the same way. But yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And the other thing is like people will blame money when when things don't work out where they're like, you know, you're always leaving me, you know, and if you treat your partner like that, we are always accusing them of leaving you. They're going to leave you.
3: But people will also, you know, because I know people, they'll go, oh, yeah, you know, Nikki's really uh, treating money good when she's throwing on a poker table. But that's play money.
2: No, it's actually, but it's also a bankroll. So I'm still managing it properly the way I would any other high-risk investment where I only work with 5 to 10% of my bankroll at a time. It's, yeah, and, like, it, I wouldn't it, gamble my entire bankroll. Exactly, role it's and, play and, and money. And keep track moves. of all the statistics and and stuff. So yeah, even in the gambling play money aspect of things, it's still I'm still treating it with the respect that I would any other investment mm-hmm or any other purchase or anything else where I'm only taking a small percentage of it to the high risk level. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And money is meant to be spent. It is. (laughs) Like I don't give a fuck who (laughs) the fuck says like What did I say? It brings it to the surface. (laughs) Money it's like like money doesn't solve everything. It fucking helps everything. (laughs) It (laughs) It doesn't solve everything though. But it sure can help. And I also do believe in more money, more problems. I also believe that. But until I get so much money that I have problems, I'll get on the next podcast. so money, different where at. problems. Yeah, just yeah. different problems, right? But, but people like,
3: don't really have as much sympathy for your problems if yeah, you have a lot of money. The, which is
1: understandable. The irony is like you, <clears throat> you know, you know, it's one of the things crypto taught me. Uh, you get, you can fucking make a hundred thousand dollars in a day and lose a hundred thousand dollars in a day. You suddenly actually detach yourself even from real world money in mentality in a way that I believe has made me uh, evolve as a human, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I don't, like, I used to scrutinize the dollar and I still do, but I just used to scrutinize it in a way that I think kept my mentality at a lower level. Mm. It's like the difference in being like, it's like, no, dude, like, you know, we got to think about budgeting. We got to think about saving. We got to make sure that we minimize these things, blah, 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 versus, or, just fucking go make some more money and call it a day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're, they're two um, separate mentalities. I'm not saying they're like super parallel. Uh, I don't know if that was a great analogy, but like that that's literally what has been presented to me in this past year. Yeah,
2: either a kind of person that's like, oh, I could save money by making my own coffee instead of going to Starbucks every day. Or you're the kind of person that's like, I'm just going to make more money so I can go to Starbucks every day because I exactly. like Starbucks. It,
1: I, and I know that's like, I, I I had to like, that's maybe seems like such a simple concept and you said it so eloquently. But like I didn't, know how to evolve into that next step until this past year you know like I, I was uh I was talking to my business partners and I was like yo you know I, I'm thinking about moving to Vegas blah 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 and I still think it's a cool move in general you know because you know I could save on a uh, California state taxes um uh, rental property is cheaper out there sales tax is cheaper out there actually bought all this all that right mm-hmm. and then my um one of my one of my mentors who's my business partner who's you know literally been one of the main key guys, like a very, very close big brother to me. And I have very few big brothers, right? He looks at me and he's like, dude, just fucking make more money, dude. Love it. Pay the taxes, just make more money. And I couldn't process <laughs> I it, it, but I knew he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, to this day, I'll look you guys in the eyes, like I still don't fully know the meaning of this, but I he's giving me something to work on in a way that like is, I'm actually detached from money, even though I'm more hungry to make more money than ever.
3: Well, let me take a crack at it. Because I, Nikki knows I don't care about especially since i got into crypto i don't care about money in real life like i i view money as something that i can use to make more money
2: well money is a tool not a goal and it's i think exactly that's the mindset shift. Well, that's
3: that. what it is. exactly mm-hmm. it well said. exactly it so and i know and i know very well which is why i sold my car for crypto what i can do in mm-hmm. this space like I, i'm aware of what i can do and i like to do it so um mm-hmm. but i got into uh like a, a friendly little argument with uh with somebody a couple years ago at a little house party we were having, and it was about happiness and like what, why this person thought mm. that everyone should be satisfied with his lifestyle, which was like I have my my I got my apartment in San Francisco, I got enough money to go out on the weekends, and you know I work during the week, and like I don't understand why anyone needs more than that, and like we should just you know if anybody needs more than that monetarily, they're crazy, and I'm like, well, happiness to me is like for example. I wanna have a house big enough where I have enough bedrooms for my entire family to come stay for Christmas and I could have any of my friends come stay anytime. I could and and like like me and Nikki could have like everybody from JK over, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. And and house them, bed them. We could go eat, no problem. We're all just having fun. That's happiness to me. So your happiness and my happiness are not the same. It's almost like we have different goals. We have different things that we prioritize Different things that bring joy.
1: And that's there's it. nothing wrong with either perspective. Exactly. There's yeah. really nothing. And wrong I,
3: with I'm that. rooting for you to get yours and I'm going to go get mine. And, but the idea that you want to control my ability to get mine, I have a problem with that. that that's, and that's totally. all, that's all it is. It's just, it's just as simple as that. I don't want somebody to, to, to decide
1: what I should find joy in.
2: Right. I agree with that. Completely. So that's,
1: that's it for me. Like, I, was, I was telling, I was telling Steve this last night, um, like I literally, this is so fucking funny. I'm just gonna be vulnerable about this. I have enough money in my bank account today to pay rent. That's it. Like I go paycheck to paycheck. Cash right flow now, wise. Cash flow wise. Yeah. I got I got money Your in money private in equity in assets. You know yeah. what I mean. I got equity in multiple companies. You know, majority share of my own. I'm definitely investing in a lot of other things, whether it be. I got my stocks, my Roth IRA, my crypto and stuff like that. But in terms of my actual cash flow in my bank, like, I am broke. Hmm. Like, if, if, if Nina wants to buy coffee every day, I'm going to give her shit about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what I was going to say. The caveat is delayed gratification. So if you know that going to Starbucks every day is going to hurt your bankroll significantly, again, bankroll management, Um, then you would make your coffee at home, save that extra money in like knowing that you're going to take that and use it as leverage to invest in that's going to make you enough money in the future that you could have as much Starbucks as you want. You could go buy a Starbucks.
1: Yes. Which we're working on right now. Cause there is a plan and nothing goes according to plan. Just like we said earlier, yes. but having a plan is, uh, or actually let's take the word plan out. I understand that I will always live a life where I barely will have the answers, but I'll be happy if I have direction.
4: Yeah. Because direction
1: will at least afford me the ability to ask questions that lead follow. to answers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, same thing, like putting a plan in place and, and trying your best to follow your own rules to hit those goals while understanding it's merely direction and not the way. Yes. You know, what you end up doing is the way because that was the way for you, but not necessarily the way that you planned it out to be. The,
2: you know? Your plan is just like the action steps that you're in control of. There's so many variables you're not in control of, and so much that you haven't learned yet that you didn't even know that you had to. You know, be in control of. So, I like that you're not afraid of making mistakes. I think that's the biggest component to all this. Is so many people are so scared of making mistakes when mistakes are your greatest tool to like to learn and be and then become better and then improve and then change course, like alter your course a little bit, so that you can succeed. And and you know, no one knows all the answers. But you you can only work with the information that you are given. And as you make mistakes, you are given more information. And that's such so valuable.
3: Well, some people do have all the answers, right? And I hear from them a lot. They (laughs) got wrecked one time. They got wrecked one time. And then they have chosen to brand an entire industry as a scam because they got wrecked.
2: Those are like guys that panic their girlfriend cheated on them who they were in love with. So now all women are hoes. All women are whores. All they, women yeah. cheat.
3: All women lie. And if you think your woman isn't, then she's lying and yeah. cheating on you, especially.
2: It's just a, <laughs> it's a, a person that and, lacks critical And the world works in such
1: a funny way where there's also scenarios where those people are dead right. And they made the best move. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, you, you just got to follow your curiosity and have some fun. But some of us like to you know, <clears throat> be a little petty, <laughs> be more petty than others. And, and, and it really, me and Steve, again, we were jo- joking about this. We're not petty just to be petty, we're petty against blood, against our family. Oh, yeah. Because, good God, anytime you prove your family wrong, it is like that silent, unsung. Oh, yeah gratification yes that only you have the greatest party in your own heart and nobody else gets to join that party but you're cool with it yeah you know what i mean i go from being six four and a half
3: which i have to say my half because i'm deeply insecure yeah to six foot seven and a half i'm six foot one on a good day when i lay down straight there you go yeah other than that i'm 512 solid
2: 512 <laughs> <laughs> <5'12. laughs> love it
3: but no I, I i mean and it's great too because i feel like i actually <laughs> it's been awesome for me personally that i have gotten uh revenge upon my enemies as i like to say <laughs> um, because it's actually allowed me to heal in a lot of other ways that nikki's aware of like it's it's actually allowed me to like kind of move on from that because the anger the that stuff really kind of gives me the fuel that i need to get where i need to go it's great momentum but then when i get there i'm like okay now it's ease time off the gas
2: to ease okay. off
1: the gas right take a look around be thankful be glad that you says so the guy who's still posting on IG only when he's fucking dunking on
2: fools
4: <laughs> hey bro
1: it, it i'm not going to say true. that i don't have moments where it, it still feels incredible because <laughs> it does feel
3: incredible but i am you know i am working on uh dialing back my anger a little bit only because uh dude it propels me and it helps me a lot and
1: and because again thank you for sharing just the other night but i think it's because we came from a place where we respect the grind, right? Because we weren't handed things as easy as some people may have been fortunate. And we were also more fortunate than so many others. But, you know, the point is, like, we at least were in such a place where it's like every fucking dollar counts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just as much as every person counts, every moment counts, yep. every impact and, you know, uh, impression that somebody puts on you counts, which is why you hold on to those things as you continue in your journey. And, and you know, if you can turn whatever pettiness into fuel fuck it dude like who cares nobody's out to judge you so much that you have to like stop doing what you're doing it's just a matter of like get get where you need to get Mm -hmm. you You can be productive with the things that are wrong with you (laughs) i think that's pretty good
3: for now
4: yeah i guess
3: guess those things aren't wrong right exactly but i I do think you need to work on them eventually which is what i'm trying to do I'm, i'm starting to try to do now I definitely have an anger thing, I
2: think. Yeah. Oh, really? You think? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you I'm, think I'm, finding, that, I'm finding. That's uh, crazy talk. Uh, but also,
3: you know, and I do have to say this too, because I don't think I've <laughs> talked about this very much, but I, because I got wrecked and I learned my seven-figure education, um, I also deprived myself of a couple of things because I felt I wasn't worthy of them yet that I now feel that I'm worthy of in a fucked-up way. Like what? Oh, just like i mean
2: like treating himself nice treating like, myself yeah. well
1: like not you know like,
2: like taking care of himself yeah like oh, the, so that's healthy. why you've
1: had the same wardrobe on jay oh 100 yeah, 100 you like, gotta treat yourself man you i know i know you look
2: good today though thank i gotta you, say baby. thank
1: you well yeah it's it's the jab walking shirt it's my jab walking shirt it
2: gives
3: me strength but but no it is it is time to do that more right but but it, it's weird it's just weird how i operate like i really um you know, even on the night where I had a really good night recently, and I texted somebody who I woke up every day for a long time, and thought about how I how they slighted me and how I was going to take my revenge on them. <laughs> and when I did it, Nikki's aware of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I texted them and I was like, "Hey, motherfucker, I did it, bitch." You know what I mean? How Basically. about them
2: apples? <laughs> how about them
3: apples? And uh, <laughs> and he congratulated me, and it was very sweet. And I was like. Wow! All that buildup for that.
4: <laughs> you know
3: I mean, I would be waiting for that. You know what I mean? But any, you know, but it's just one of those things where it's like, come on, you silly dude, just fucking chill out a little bit. Hey, it was your <laughs> fuel though. Like we, yeah, we, no, it gave me so much. We
1: manifest these things and con- construct these things in our own space for like whether it be self-preservation, mm-hmm. right, or like for for the. For the bold. Yes. You gotta fucking do it. It was like Michael Jordan, right? You saw the last dance, right? Yes. You just gotta create strife and rivalry from nothing. It's true. It's like, what'd you say about me? What did you talk about my mom? And it's like, dude, I I said you have nice shoes. Fuck, I'm gonna kill you today. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Like sometimes you have to go like in such a different mentality because if you don't have what I don't maybe aggressive is the wrong word, but if you don't have a strong ambition for something or desire to do something beyond what anybody in your circle would do mm-hmm. why do you deserve more right you know right. what i mean i always think about like i would say crazy people do crazy things some people are like dude that person is crazy dude it's like dude crazy people do crazy things average people don't change the game right. crazy people do you yeah. know what i'm saying yep. and like there's only like one crazy person in every like million people so like where are you on the spectrum? Because like, if you want to just be like everybody else and like do what everybody else does. Yeah, there's
2: that one uh saying: um, "Are you willing to do what others want to have what others don't?"
1: Yes, and well, that's exactly. Very today. She is. Yes, I very read a very lot good. of books. I remember. I remember. I remember like, words. I had this rule when I was choreographing, and I thought mm-hmm. it was such a basic thing that everybody would have as a, as a creator. I'll be like, if I don't choreograph in this routine, no matter where I am with the music, no matter what song it was, if I don't fucking do something that I've never seen somebody else do before, then it's a shit piece. It's just a regurgitation of everybody else's stuff.
2: High standards. That's
1: a high standard for sure. Yeah. So so in a 12 eight count routine, I I just need one move. I just need one moment.
2: That makes you go, I'm original.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the rule. Yeah. And like even to this day, I still have to try, even if I fail. But, like, I also learned and recognized not everybody tries that. Everybody mm. sometimes feels good because, like, yeah, this feels good with the music. And they just go. And, and it's dope. There's nothing mm. wrong with it. But I just recognize that, oh, we aren't all the same people. And it's not to say that some people deserve more than others. It's just to say that nobody's the same. Therefore, you got to understand where you're at on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Love it.
2: Dude, this hour flew by. Yes. It's we been an hour? Are, uh-huh. yeah, We are at the end of our episode, oh, but thank you so much, Anthony, yeah, yeah. for Appreciate being you, the buddy. first guest on the show in a long time. And uh, also, where can they find you if they want to, you know, see more um, of I'm you? I'm at
1: Stephen Nicky's house right now. That's <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: Come to this address.
1: Also, no, no, no. no. Um, honestly, you can find me on IG and stuff like that at underscore Anthony Lee underscore. You can follow the crew at Kinja's um and get some the other crew, noodles. just kidding news you know, yep. that's my crew you 100%. know with steve uh you can follow the or, or the lunatics i don't know if you're into that shit you but better get into it you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's just been a fun ride but i, I gotta say uh, just to end on that note about like where to follow me i am who i am because of the people that i surround myself with and the greatness that you know i choose to continually learn from so like i think if you surround yourself with great people which is what i've done that's what you're trying to follow at the end of the day you know so.
2: that's awesome love that you do become the average of the five people you see the I most I thought it was seven but sure it's five.
1: Oh, okay you're right
2: I don't know I just read it in a book <laughs> you sounded confident
1: yeah I, she's confident I read I it in her. several books <laughs> oh okay that's very confident Yeah, so it's five That's <laughs> five okay I'm, I'm gonna say five from now on and I'm gonna be like I have a friend who <laughs> yeah. read it in several books it's five <laughs> it's actually It's five. (laughs)
2: All right, guys. Well, check out Anthony on all the different platforms. Get Kinja Bang Noodles on Amazon. And also subscribe if you like the show. Um, Shit They Don't Tell You. We're on all platforms. Um, You can subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash diggy. It not only helps the podcast, but it also you can go to Crypto Corner at any level in Patreon. And people are making... Hella money and also learning how to protect themselves That's when the, the bear market comes. You're
3: learning how to protect themselves, learning how to, how to navigate the But market.
2: you're building assets, you're building long term wealth. It's not about a get rich quick thing. I know you don't a buy lot the of people Shiba
1: and... e news or any of that bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. One, one person said it well. I have a friend who called it generational wealth because what you do yes. with the decisions that you make today will affect the generations that you create. Exactly. Look,
3: not even 20% of people in the United States have crypto if you think you're too late, you don't know how early you are. That's Maybe what ground I, w- floor. I wish people Convert. knew. I wish more people knew. But the best thing about Crypto Corner, I have to say my favorite thing about Crypto Corner is it gets people talking and thinking more about what they're doing with their money, which is my <laughs> favorite part about it. Like I see people all the time go, man, I used to do this and stupid thing and that stupid thing with my money. And then I go, holy shit, I could use that money to make more money. Like I had a guy, I've had people go, hey Steve, I'm a millionaire now thanks to you. And I've had people say, hey man, I just want you to know that I just paid for a new water heater and I just joined like six weeks ago and I didn't know what I was going to do. Like sh- stuff like that. It's, the scale of all this stuff, it, it's just beautiful to see people see what they can do with their money. That's what I care about the most. So, and once you see
2: those little things, like you, you build confidence. You, it yeah.
3: grows. It just grows into something that you, you start to understand your money more and what you can do with it. And, and the fact that, you know, I was saying this earlier to our buds. I was like, the fact that people think that DeFi is such a scam because I can sit here and I'm making 10% on, on my crypto that I have stakes, right? But then when your credit card tells you that you're going to get 1% cash back, everyone fucking clicks their heels and, and is like, holy shit, that's so sick. But nobody ever thinks about how. Like your credit card company is making a fuck ton of money, right? Your bank's making a fuck ton of money off of your money. That's the game. They don't cut you in. And welcome to the system, right? Mm-hmm. Why everyone feels like their money doesn't make the money because it's, it's, that's the system that we have. So DeFi actually allows you to have access to things that help your money make money. And it's not a scam. Like, yes, there are scams in the space, of course, just like in the real world. You, I mean, how many fucking scams do you see on TV every night? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not it's not any different than our financial system. Our financial system is being replicated on the blockchain. It's that simple. It really is. If you pay attention. But anyway, that's my that's my little uh,
4: diatribe. Thank you.
2: All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.